Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is a foggy, soupy looking day here in Highlands County. I hope that you're being safe as we continue to move forward. It is uh, Jobs Thursday. We'll talk about jobs and unemployment here in just a few minutes uh, with Dave. But before we do that, let me remind you, there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio. And that's how much risk you have. So if you don't know what your risk number is and how that can affect your retirement, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our, fin our, our financial design program, which will help you retire the way you dreamed of. Hey, with that, uh, we got Dave joining us up next. Pam, here we go. Philip Stadler and I were comparing notes as to what we had on news items to keep you informed as to where in Sam Hill your retirement funds are going today because it seems to be still up and down junk on the stock market. Let's check in with Philip and see where we're at this morning. Stadler Financial Services is the source. Philip Stadler is the person. And Philip, good morning. Did I give you enough time to catch your breath there? I think so, Dave. I'm doing well. It's, uh, other than having to swim in this morning through the fog, I'm, I'm doing great. Oh, Lord, it was pea soup. Yeah, you come in from Country Club. I got to believe that you were driving through absolute cotton balls going out there, weren't you? It, it was, it was uh, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, a little hairy out there. I honestly expected to hear you coming from home this morning, because it's bad enough out here in 27 where we don't have any, a lot of moisture nearby going by the hammock. I just got to assume it's thick. It hasn't lifted yet, but it's getting a little bit thinner out here on 27. So our advice to everybody is please leave your low beams on until you get to wherever you're going today. Uh, looking back at yesterday, as far as the markets are concerned, it almost looked like a routine day on the blue chips. Dow was up by 35 and a half. Standard & Poor's was up by 74, let's see, 14 and a half. Uh, NASDAQ still considers uh, uh, con continuing a little bit better recovery rate, but then again, they got hit harder earlier in the month, too. Uh, it was up 100 points yesterday. Happy days are here again, or we got more bumps to put up with. What do you think? Well, today it looks like maybe we're going to give a little back. Um, at least at the start of the day, that's what it's looking like. So we'll have to look and see if it's a buying opportunity or if it uh, finishes the week in this uh, red ink. Absolutely. You always throw out those caution flags that you look at the peaks and you look at the valleys. And if the, if the peak isn't as high as the last peak, you still look at a downward trend. And that's a very fair reflection. And so far, that's kind of what we're looking at. But we're not that far away from the uh, record levels on the NASDAQ. And the Dow really isn't all that terribly far apart measured in percentages either. So things are still not looking bad. We're just not continuing to climb. And we start on the morning with the uh, government data dump. Thursday's the normal initial jobless claims figure, and that was a nice beat. They expected 220,000. This is almost a Trumpian number for the, uh, uh, for the employment peak that we had a couple of years ago. 184,000 first-time claims. That's almost an unheard-of low number, isn't it? It is. As a matter of fact, Dave, uh, my little ticker sheet says that that's the lowest we've seen since the 1960s. Holy crud. Only about half as many people in the country then, too. I knew it was one of those abnormally low numbers that actually lets my bull crud detector go off a little bit. And I wonder if we're missing anything and that's going to get revised upward by a little next week. Well, you know, you never know uh, because that's for the week of December 4th. And you're right. That was a, that was a one of those first week of the month. It could be. Um, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, let's look at last week and the week before that 
they were all in the low 200,000. So, I mean, that's a trend going down. Could it continue? Maybe, but I've got to tell you, there's a lot of job openings that need to get filled. That's true. The other number that came out before we get to the uh, job openings and the job quit numbers, those came out yesterday. A little bit of a miss, but still abnormally low on continuing claims. Only 1.95 million continuing claims for unemployment. So by and large, the employment picture looks good, except for the fact that there's a running ton of job openings out there. The Jolts job opening report came out yesterday morning, mid-morning. 11 million jobs going begging. Holy crud. That's right. So that's up over the last uh, month and and up over what was expected. So 11 million job openings are out there right now uh, to be had by folks that are looking for jobs. And that's up 400,000 from what it was the month before. Now, there's a new number that you and I have not really talked about before. and We've not really seen hit our, our, our ticker sheets before. But yesterday they had a job quits number. Those people that quit their job in the month of October, that was 4.2 million people. And that was down a little bit from the month before. Now, it doesn't say whether that's leaving the workforce or changing jobs. And as you say, we really don't have a long-term frame of reference for it. But I, I was just doing the math while we were on the phone before we went on the air, that if I compare it to the number of people going on unemployment, that's like double and triple the job change rate from the unemployment figures. So it's got to be an abnormally high number of people quitting their jobs during a month. Well, I think so. Because remember, the, the people that are filing for unemployment, they have to have been laid off or fired, yeah. you know, versus quits. And, and quits, I'm assuming, could be, hey, I'm just tired of working. I'm going to quit. But the other thing could be, hey, there's a better job out there because there's 11 million of them to look for. Um, maybe I'm going to do better. So I'm going to quit this job and I'm going to move to a different one. Yeah, it is a seller's market right now for labor. That's for sure. When you're looking at 11 million jobs going begging, we're, we've got a big job fair for Advent Health going on up at SFSC. I'm going to be broadcasting from there about 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, they're crying for people with skilled labor available, and they're not alone by that matter with 11 million jobs out there. No, they're really not. I mean, here at Stout Financial, we're looking for some folks. So it's, uh, yeah, it is a challenging uh, place right now to find, which is which is hard to say that because it's hard to find good help that uh, they're qualified to do what you need them to do. Yep, understood. We are finishing up the end of earnings season, and we got a couple of reports from a couple of companies that uh, kind of give us an idea of how things are doing, right? That's right, we do. Before I touch on that, I did want to mention this, Dave. We didn't get a chance to talk about this before, but, you know, Paulson's getting, um, he, he's really getting hit pretty hard. Uh, several articles have come out and said, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're really kind of leading the way now for making some changes. And the, the article said, hey, this is going to be the fourth change in strategies under Paulson's administration. And that um, basically, they're talking about doubling down on their bond repurchase. I mean, uh, of, of stopping their bond repurchases and that we could see double what they're talking about or quadruple what they're talking about in interest rate hikes in 2022. Oh, I didn't hear the thing about the interest rate hikes. I did hear that they were uh, that they were contemplating increasing the uh, the decline in their bond buyback procedure. If they, if they add the interest rates in the process, I can think of a couple of index numbers that are going to be less than happy with that. That's right. That's, that's going to be, um, I just saw the headline. I didn't read deep down into the article, but uh, it'll be the fourth 
change that we will have seen. And there's some some strategies that basically say, you know, can we really trust what the Fed tells us? And uh, you and I have talked about it before. Our Federal Reserve is not noted worldwide for responding in kind and in timely fashion to economic efforts. It's over. It's always an overreaction, an underreaction, or late. Uh, so when they start going herky jerky on their plans, you start getting nervous. Yeah, you, you really do. You know, it just, uh, it just, you wish that they were there and they were stable and true, and and you could rely on their expertise. And and instead, we get this wishy washy. Well, we're going to try this for a while, and I, I just think things could have probably been done different. Coherency would be nice. One other news item before we get to the individual issues and the. Uh, individual uh, reports that came out this morning just it's on the horizon the markets are not reacting much but that big chinese real estate trust firm evergrand actually did default on a uh, big interest payment as of this morning in other words one of the biggest real estate trusts in the in the world as a matter of fact is in some deep doo-doo nobody really is overreacting worldwide at the moment and you and i both were on the phone thinking probably because we're assuming the chinese government won't allow that to happen and there hasn't been much of a reaction yet, but if it does and the uh, company goes toes up, it could be a little bit of a ripple effect around the world. Uh, it definitely will be. It definitely will be. E- even if China, you know, comes in and steps in, just the fact that they could fail um, will be a will be an issue. Yeah, there's a big issue in the Chinese economy because real estate investments for the Chinese people are very much what our stock investments are to us. Our rank-and-pile Joe Sixpack on the street watches the Dow and the S&P. Over in China, rank-and-pile Joe Sixpack on the street watches the price of real estate because that's what they use for their consumer investment mechanisms. Exactly, exactly. So, hey, we do have a couple earnings today, uh, Dave. Uh, Let's look at the first one. I don't think this is really an earnings. This is some guidance that was issued by CBS Health. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've changed your guidance uh, to a profit of $8.10 to $8.30 for the year. That's basically in line with the $8.24 that's expected. Um, Revenue is better than expected. They, they did raise their 2021 outlook. And so because of all those revisions, they're trading up almost 3% this morning. Yeah, they're having a big run on the pre-market. They also uh, they also announced an increase in their stock buyback program, which never helps the price, which never hurts the price level, does it? No, it really doesn't. Uh, the other, I have a staple here, and that's Hormel. Hormel Foods. Mm-hmm. They came out. They beat by a penny a share. Revenue top forecast. Um, they saw double-digit growth across all its business segments um, this last quarter, and so they're trading up about a half a percent this morning, which is good for them. The mm-hmm. um, Let's talk about RH, which is Restoration Hardware Holding Company. Um, They had a good quarter. They beat by 40 cents a share, came in at like $7.03. Revenue beat forecast, and uh, they're they're benefiting from that greatly, up 8.3% this morning. Now, of course, we got all very signs so far. No, no, no. We got to close it out with with at least a little red ink here. So we got Rent the Runway. Yeah, that's the uh, kind of like Stitch Fix was yesterday. They're, they're a subscription service for that kind of stuff, renting dresses. Um, they had a wider than expected loss. Um, subscriber numbers did not uh, did not come in where they needed to be. They were expecting to come back to pre-pandemic levels, and they haven't. Um, the good news is that their sales were up 
66% from the same quarter last year. So that was some good news there, but not enough good news. They're trading down 10% this morning. Ooh. Yep. That'll that be a new 52 week low. That explains that double digit number I saw on my loser list this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Resetting the table. It was a decent update yesterday to all the major indexes. And I'm kind of picking up a rhythm here. What goes up always goes down sooner or later, 45 minutes before we open. What are we looking at, Philip? So right now we've got a lot of ready. Actually, we got all ready, Dave. Uh, we got the Dow down four tenths of a percent. We got the um, uh, S&P 500 down a third of a percent. NASDAQ's also right at a third of a percent. Small cap's the biggest loser today, uh, down about eight tenths right now. Even the commodity side is trading down today, Dave. Silver's down two and a half. Oh my gosh, down to twenty-one dollars and eighty-six cents an ounce. We got Ooh. gold down a half a percent to seventeen hundred and seventy-seven dollars an ounce. Crude oil is down one point three percent today to $71.41 a barrel. I think that's a little bit less than it was yesterday at this time, but the same general zip code for crude oil. It's a little bit, little bit of that up and down during the day cycle, I think, on oil. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it just keeps, you know, traders are always trading it. Yep, pretty close. Asian rim markets overseas mostly up off of a good day for us yesterday. They closed at 6 a.m. That's when we started a downtrend, so the European markets are off between oh, three and four-tenths midway through their day, mostly being driven by our futures market. Up, down, sideways, which direction the market goes. If you're worried about that day by day, you probably have your retirement funds misallocated and probably need help. How do I find you to take the risk out of day by day out of the day by day on my retirement funds, Philip? You know, Dave, to get some stability, we've designed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 382 0037. Uh, check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and on 95.3 FM. I appreciate you back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, it is just that. But at the core of your retirement is income and risk. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. To get started, it's simple. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, have a great day. Be safe. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.